I am Srimati Karuna, the director of the Gandhi Memorial Center in Washington, D.C. I bring to you this series, Speaking of Gandhi, sharing the messages from the life of the Mahatma. Mahatma Gandhi began a practice of observing silence every Monday. Gandhiji would not speak at all on that day. He would, in fact, respond, if he had to, by writing any answers to questions that came to him. But he would not speak at all. Gandhiji looked to silence, not merely as an escape from the din of problems that surrounded him, but as an unfailing source of inspiration to cultivate that still small voice of truth within him. Listen as Matthew Pazarina reads an expression offered by Mahatma Gandhi. He wrote this in his newspaper, Harijan, in 1938. It Silence has now become both a physical and spiritual necessity for me. Originally, it was taken to relieve the sense of pressure. Then I wanted time for writing. After, however, I had practiced it for some time, I saw the spiritual value of it. It suddenly flashed across my mind that that was the time when I could best hold communion with God. And now I feel as though I was naturally built for silence. Gandhiji realized that a person of few words would have to choose words carefully, which then is really an aid to conscious speech, to nonviolence in word. When Gandhiji attended the second roundtable conference in England, an observer, the Right Honorable Vincent Sankey, shared his observation notes about Gandhiji's use of speech and silence. He said, the first meeting of the committee was held at St. James Palace, London, on September 14th. It was Mr. Gandhi's silence day, and he did not utter a single word. On Tuesday, the 15th, he made his speech the following note was made at the time. Mr. Gandhi spoke very slowly and deliberately. He spoke for nearly an hour without a note. He put his hands together and seemed to pray before he began. Experience has taught me that silence is a part of the spiritual discipline of a votary of truth, proneness to exaggerate, to suppress or modify the truth, wittingly or unwittingly is a natural weakness of man, and silence is necessary in order to surmount it. A man of few words will rarely be thoughtless in his speech. He will measure every word. We find so many people impatient to talk. There is no chairman of a meeting who is not pestered with notes for permission to speak. And whenever the permission is given, the speaker generally exceeds the time limit asks for more time, and keeps on talking without permission. All this talking can hardly be said to be of any benefit to the world, 
It is so much a waste of time. He kept his vow of silence and had very few exceptions. Those being exceptions of compassion, he would allow himself two exceptions. He explained that these were moments of unendurable physical pain or to comfort someone in equal mental pain and emotional pain. He then would break his silence and say what was necessary. Otherwise, Gandhiji kept to his vow of silence. Gandhiji knew the philosophic importance, the spiritual importance of silence. He understood silence not as merely the absence of sound, but silence in its positive sense. From that Sanskrit word, munna, referring to the cosmic inaudible sound. After all, the muni, a sage, a wise person, maintains a deep seeing silence, an attunement with the cosmic reality. The muni's speech comes from the depths of silence, from the cosmic truth. This next passage, Mahatma Gandhi, offered in his newspaper Young India in 1925. It is read by Matthew Pazarina and references the profound influence that visiting a Trappist monastery in South Africa had on Mahatma Gandhi. It has often occurred to me that a seeker after truth has to be silent. I know the wonderful efficacy of silence. I visited a Trappist monastery in South Africa. A beautiful place it was. Most of the inmates of that place were under a vow of silence. I inquired of the father the motive of it, and he said the motive is apparent. We are all frail human beings. We do not know very often what we say. If we want to listen to the still, small voice that is always speaking within us, it will not be heard if we continually speak. I understood that precious lesson. I know the secret of silence. Gandhiji knew that the more we feel attunement and harmony, the more deeply and evenly we breathe, the way and ideal of self-realization is through the very act of silence. Silence is a great help to a seeker after truth like myself. In the attitude of silence, the soul finds the path in clearer light, and what is elusive and deceptive resolves itself into crystal clearness. Our life is a long and arduous quest after truth, and the soul requires inner restfulness to attain its full height. My silence gives me peace of mind. It helps my sadhana, spiritual effort. The role of Munna, of that deep-seeing silence, was a part of his practice of Ahimsa. The emphasis of Gandhiji's practice of silence 
one day each week was not so much on the abstinence of speech or certainly of action, but on the disciplined practice and activity of selflessness. It is important to remember that in his periods of silence, Gandhiji continued with his daily discipline and work, correspondence, and selective interactions with visitors to the ashram. During the time of May 14th to 29th in 1944, Mahatma Gandhi took 15 days of silence as his health was very poor. He rejoiced in this time of silence, and in a speech prepared at a community evening prayer meeting, he shared the ways in which silence helped him to experience harmony within himself. He believed that the joy one derives from silence is unique, and if everyone observed silence for some time every day, how good would that be? Gandhiji advised his friends to experience the joy of keeping silent for some time each day and to know the virtue of silence. When one comes to think of it, one cannot help feeling that nearly half the misery of the world would disappear if we, fretting mortals, knew the virtue of silence. Before modern civilization came upon us, at least six to eight hours of silence out of the 24 were vouchsafed to us. Modern civilization has taught us to convert night into day and golden silence into brazen din and noise. What a great thing it would be if we in our busy lives could retire into ourselves each day for at least a couple hours and prepare our minds to listen to the voice of the great silence. The divine radio is always singing if we could only make ourselves ready to listen to it but it is impossible to listen without silence. St. Teresa has used a charming image to sum up the sweet result of silence. You will at once feel your senses gather themselves together. They seem like bees which return to the hive and there shut themselves up to work without effort or care on your part. God thus rewards the violence which your soul has been doing to itself and gives to it such a domination over the senses that a sign is enough when it desires to recollect itself for them to obey and so gather themselves together. At the first call of the will, they come back more quickly. At last, after many and many exercises of this kind, God disposes them to a state of absolute repose and of perfect contemplation. One who cultivates solitude will never be unhappy anywhere. With some effort, everybody can cultivate such a love of solitude. Try it and cultivate it. I look forward to sharing with you more messages each week from the life of Mahatma Gandhi. As he said, my life is my message. Never die.